First thing I want to say, whoo! You'll get the interpretation soon. But I want to say to you that even this morning, even this time where our lives get, lives get to collide for a few moments, that this time that we have here is a special time. And we have history here. I mean, 27 years of friendship, been, haven't been here, say, 17, 18 years ago. Some of you don't know me. A few of you do. But what I do know is that the Lord orders our steps. A man plans his way, but God directs his steps. And who would have known a year and a half ago that we would be here? I was in full-time, a full-time job working 70 hours a week with a tension in my heart to God saying that I have more, that I, over the last three or four years I've released two albums. The last album that I released was in 1996. And then God decides to do something strange and start giving me the lyrics in my older age. I'm aging. And I'm like, uh, 2010 was the, 2008, 2009 was one of the craziest time in my life. Probably one of the hardest times in my life. Anybody ever feel like you went through hell and back? Anyone? Oh, I know, I know that I got some people here that know what I'm talking about. Where sometimes you didn't even know if you're going to make it. Where, you, where things started unraveling. My biz, I had a business for 10 years that, were, that grew year after year after year. And then one, the 2008 happened, 2009 happened. And all of a sudden my business didn't just trickle off. It stopped. And we had just bought our dream home. We just had all the things that we thought that would satisfy, but also in our heart, I was like, Lord, there's more to life. I know there's more on my life, and how do we get there? And I'm not saying that that happened for me, because I'm sorry (laughs) if it was just for me. But at that point, God, as my life unraveled, the things that I put my trust in unraveled, man, God began to, to give me some lyrics. And I started, I stopped rapping like 10 years ago. I mean, like before that. So I was done. <laughs> how, how old am I going to be and still do this? And the Lord just go, and he just starts to give me some lyrics. And I'm just like, what's this for? And he said this to me. He said, you may have been done. You may have put it, to the, put it away. You may have killed it. But that wasn't yours to kill in the first place. It's mine. So when I, as I stand before you, I, I, I stand here as an awakened individual or a resurrected individual because there was so much that had died in my life. And even at the point that I thought that would die, I was dead the most, that's when the most life came in. And so I don't know where you are today, but I know someone is on the same, someone has, is right where I was back then. Some of you may be just going into it. Some of you are maybe ahead of it, but I don't know about you, but I still have scars. I still have battle wounds. But the cool thing about it is that my dependence on him is far greater because I've been to the edge of the cliff feeling like I was falling off only to see that God already had the road and the bridge 
to my destiny already there. So ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) young men and young ladies, and in the house I know there's some boys and girls. I got these power pack lyrics that will lift and boost your spirit and I feel an urgency to share them with the world. Without the glam, the glitz, or the show, and where this goes I don't even know. But I deliver to you as it was given to me and I call these prophetic prose. Rise and shine one, one of the first that I've done, the first of many to come. Listen to this one I call time. As the time of dying ends and the time of living begins, to some it makes no sense, but here's the evidence. Everything that could have happened has happened, and you survived. You've been barren without and struggling, and now it's time to thrive. See, it's hard to start living when you've been living dead. It's time to adjust your thinking, get things right in your head. It's like you've been on life support, just waiting a flat line. You felt your eyes closing, but that was only nap time. You came close to losing faith, but you never crossed that line, and you only dreamed this day would come. Well, now it's that time I know you've been burnt and you just see ash and remains out of death comes life before joy this pain I know you've been in drought but here comes the rain because hope is being restored to your life again you ask where and when well here is where and now is when the time of dying ends and the time of living begins now ha Man, that was the first piece that God gave me after an eight to ten year hiatus. I'm like, what do you want me to do with this? I want you to share with somebody. I'm like, <laughs> I don't do that no more. So whatever. He's like, uh, now you do. <laughs> and so you know, and so what he did, he 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 said, you need to find your friend in Cam- California and uh, share with her. I haven't seen her in I don't know how long. And then, but I found her after three days. I found her and I said, hey, how you doing? Remember me? No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> I said, I don't, this may seem weird, but I feel that God gave me something and, he, and it was for you. And she goes, she says, okay. So I share it. And I only knew three years later when we were talking, we were, we were Skyping or FaceTiming. And she said, she goes, You don't understand what happened to me that day. I was dead. My mind, my heart, psychologically, emotionally, my life was ravaged, and I just, my body didn't just know I was dead yet. And she said, when you shared that with me, something in the foundation of my heart, of my life, broke, cracked open, and life began to flow out of it. And to this day, to right now, she is just just changed she's gotten her faith back she's gotten her heart back she's gotten her desire to just to reach people back and i'm just like lord that from those words that you gave me and i'm like i, I want to preface this i am not slick enough to put a, together words that have the effect like that so i know that it had to be him and then when i when i finished that lord says now finish it, put it in your quiver. I got more to give you, and when it's time for me to release it, you'll be able, I'll release you with that. But over the years, I've seen people healed, saved, delivered. I mean, whether they're 8 or 88, weeping and crying, and I'm just saying, God, restore my life. So today, even as I come here, I come here with purpose, 
God created us on purpose, for purpose, for his purpose. And I just am privileged to be here and just to stand and be able to serve you. Uh, uh, CJ, I'll include Lisa too. <laughs> but CJ, I love you. I love who you are. I love what you've allowed God to do in you. But even this morning, as we were, as we were worshiping, as you were just uh, sitting down worshiping, you're just perusing. You might as well have been in the back just looking at, oh, oh Lord, look at these people. You know who they are. Bless them. He, and I just saw, saw you as a, as, a father, as a father and, and making a place. Because how many know in this world there's not many safe places to be? In the world there's so much there's so much. Uh, killing, stealing, robbing, in just so many different ways, but I just felt like this is a safe place that God has allowed you to just not manage but also oversee because not only are you a father, but you are raising up fathers and mothers to father this generation. And so I have something to say to some of you. A lot of people think that just because of who, who I am, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, I rap, and you may not know, this is revelation happening right now. Listen to me. I am black. <laughs> wow, let that, oh, let that sink in. <laughs> they think that just because of the way that I was made, that I was made to speak to the younger people. And while my heart just uh, breaks for you and know that there's so much potential there over this past year, God has broken my heart for the more mature. I don't say old anymore because I got beat up once. <laughs> I wish she had put away her, uh, put away her umbrella. It was terrible. Um, but my, my heart breaks for the frosted-haired saints. You know who you are, even though some of you may have dyed your hair. It doesn't come through the... <laughs> You know who you are, For, frosted here, saints. I want you to know that God is not done with you. This is not the end. You're not to hang up your spurs. I'm glad to be, I'm in the South now, which I can say spurs. Um, don't, you're not to hang up your spurs. You're not to be dialing down, going to Leisureville, because Leisureville gets boring. How many times can you drive around the, the, the nation or whatever without purpose? I'm telling you that God has, your, your, your purpose is coming on you like a snowball. You don't understand that because we come from snow. <laughs> okay, like a wave or, or like some heat. There you go. It's coming on you like when you wake up and go, oh, and you're like, oh, my goodness. But your purpose is coming on you. The things that you thought were dead, God is reigniting, restoring. And this is the thing that's so cool is that God... <laughs> It's more interested in what he's doing in you and in what he wants to do through you than your perception of, of what is happening to you right now in the process. And some of you are screaming right now. I could hear it. Some of you are whining. Like, why me? Why, have to, why does that be so hard? I'm not saying that's your voice. <laughs> but I'm just saying that some of you, it's got, you feel like the, the gears are being uh, just really put on it. Uh, you feel like you're being stretched, and you're just like, I give up. And the Lord's like, you prayed this prayer, and I know you did. God, you have my heart. Do with it whatever you want. 
I don't even, I mean, come on. Are you? And he's like, God, I want to love the way you love. <laughs> yeah, you said that. God, I put myself, I give all of it to you. Do what you want. And I'm telling you, some of, this, some of the things that you're experiencing now is because God is making things uncomfortable so that you will get out of your comfort zone and face those fears so that you can be restored so he can restore others. And so this is what I say to some of you frosted here saints. I love you. Because in this place, I don't know where you've been, where you've come from. Some of you have experienced such a move of God, but you don't get to talk about anymore. Some of you have uh, prayed through, prayed nations uh, through, paid people through things, but you, you feel like the atrophy is set in and you can't, you don't know even how to get back there. The good news for you is that God hasn't forgotten you and I'm here and I, it, this is what the Lord spoke to me. He said, as you go forward, I, it's not for everybody, but it's for you, whoever you are. We're going on search and rescue. Where are you? Who are you? You, one of some of you have been crying out to the Lord, Lord, is this all it? Is, is, is my time done? I, I, I see the future and it doesn't look, look great. And the Lord says this. I am restoring some things that you have let go. So this is what we're going to do today. We're going to go to the cemetery of dreams. Bring your shovel. Those things, some of you, there's some songs that you have uh, either never showed anybody or you have written and, and you're just like, oh, these suck. I mean, these don't um, sound that good. <laughs> or there's some books that need to be written still that need to be written. <laughs> you thought you were off the hook? Lord says, pick up your pen. Huh. And this is another one. There's some mission trips that you thought that you bypassed over the years. But the Lord is waking up some things. He said that there's some people overseas that he still, that still need loving, that still need hugging. It doesn't have to be declaring uh, the, the word of God like this, but your very presence is needed where God has you to go. So in the name of Jesus, I speak to you. Life, I prophesy life to your dry bones. God is not done with you. you. Life is not over. Some of you, it's just beginning. And that's a faith thing. And you, you some, ah, whatever. You see the devil, you, some devil's like, no, 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 like, because he's a punk. He is. And he's, any step forward, do you, do you experience a pushback? Somebody right now in this place is experiencing crazy pushback. In fact, it seems like anytime you move forward, the devil likes to tickle all the demons in your family. And then it gives you like reasons. So, oh, you say, you know what, I better not do that because, you know, look at my family, look who I am. God, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter what you're experiencing right now. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above anything you can answer or think. And I can tell you right now that us being here, you have no idea what it took for us to get here. A year and a half ago, being in a place where I didn't want to be, knowing that God wanted me somewhere else, and I'm like, God, help us. Get, how do we get out? I don't even know. Then uh, I get laid off from 
the <laughs> laid off from that job up in Fort McMurray, <laughs> like it was like right near the Arctic Circle. Why should any black person be up there? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Minus 55 degrees. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let that go into you. <laughs> And then I'm here at 155 degrees. <laughs> That's 200 degrees <laughs> difference. Oh, my goodness. But I tell you what, that from there, even suddenly, when I got uh, uh, laid off, my, I called my wife, and my wife said, That's the will of the Lord, so I know it was safe to go home. Um, <laughs> And from that moment, from that moment, we started just believing God and just seeing different things happen. And for us to be here, we've been through a fire. We've been through floods. We've been displaced. We've, uh, <laughs> we've gone through just cra crazy things, even stresses on our family and parenting on our girls and, and the trauma of the situations. But even as that happened, I want you to know that uh, one year ago yesterday was our first ministry engagement uh, in the, our current flow. And we were praying, God, God, open doors, do this or whatever. A year later, we're already booking into next year. We've been to Kenya, and that just rocked my world. And I learned something. God gave me a gift as I went. See, I'm right now, I'm just going to, I'm just really just going to flow and pour out because I'm not going to, I'm not going to be here next week. Um, it's not going to be 18 years <laughs> again. I mean, if, you know, but I just feel I just need to pour out to you. Is that cool? I was in Kenya and I remember say, uh, we just put out our goals. Lord, uh, uh, strategic plan, we want to do one overseas trip this year. So uh, we are just about to present it to our board. And as I, I got a call from a person in Kenya that I met at this, I, I won't go into that, but um, he said, we need you to come over for a youth conference, a national youth conference in Kenya. Now, I got a little older. I wasn't so sure that I could even re relate to youth. And then they wanted me to preach there with an interpreter to the youth. And I was like, what do I have? And the Lord goes like this. He goes, I give you a gift to, that I want you to bring there. I want you, and it's a gift that I want you to bring back. Now, what happened over there was so awesome. I was ready for it because, oh, you know, anybody say, I'm going overseas where, where God really moves. <laughs> Come on. Oh, where nobody can see me. <laughs> Be on fire. Yeah. So I go over there, and I'm like, I'm, I'm so intense. Like, God, I want you to see you, see you do everything. And so I go over there, and I preach my heart out. And I could, I didn't, at first I didn't know what was happening because <laughs> I don't speak Swahili. But you know what? God, the Spirit of God came down so strong, but I preached, and peop, uh, people were saved. But then people came up to me after. That was so powerful, Brian. People were saved, healed, and delivered. I'm like, I'm missing something because it's not like what I imagined. So I preach again, and then he come up to me after that was awesome. People were saved, healed, and I'm like, are you just playing games on this Westerner, like, to make him feel good, like things are happening? And then it's happened a third time. And I'm like, 
where, when? And then the pastors would come up and just say, that person was delivered, that person was healed. And I didn't even get to lay hands on anybody except this one kid that had malaria that got healed. But you know what, I, didn't, I felt the Lord go, you know what, you're not supposed to lay hands on many people. I want you to activate people. So any of you, any of you that have the gift of healing and want it, and raise your hand. In Jesus' name, be activated. And then they pray for them. So I didn't necessarily know anything until the last day started, the reports started coming in. And God moved sovereignly in people's lives. And I, and I, and I realized something. It's not up to me to make it happen. It's up to me to let it happen. I am not responsible for the fruit, per se, of it, the harvest. I'm responsible to do what my part is. And God used me in spite of me, in spite of what my thought process is. And I'm still hearing of reports of things that God's been doing. One little, one girl that was there broke my heart. She goes, she told her pastor, I, when I got there, I felt like I was nothing. So many things happened to me in my life. I was abused and I'd made wrong choices and I felt like I had nothing to give that I would mess up my life. And then he said, she said that I have, today I found that I was special, that I have a purpose, I have a gift, and I want to serve Jesus. And now she is the one going throughout the village, bringing other young people to the church. Come on. And so it, the, 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 so it continues that God gave me something. And this is what he gave me. He gave me, uh, he said, Brian, I want to do the impossible. Because this is a real world with real problems, with real things that happen, and religion doesn't work. Saying to God that God is a God that does all this stuff, but not having the power and seeing the reality of it, it's nothing, it's the world does not want to see any more of that. The, we, it's not about talk, it's about action. And it's not about our action or our works, about, it's about his action. And so this is what he said to me. He said, we have, a, we have lowered the bar to accommodate our unbelief. But he doesn't need to be propped up. He doesn't need to be uh, shined. He doesn't need to say, oh, here's my God. He's really, he really does stuff, even though you don't see him. No, he says, if you, we would just get out of the way, just like Elisha, Elijah, and let God be who he is, we will see the impossible happen. So then as, I, as I'm having this conversation, I'm like, so who are you going to use to do the impossible, Lord? I was the only one in the room. <laughs> so I have pretty good discernment. So I, he was talking to me. And how many know this, that when a word like that comes, it shakes you to the very core because all of a sudden you don't get to play anymore. You don't get to hide behind like, oh, you know what? Uh, I feel so scared. I don't know if I can do, I don't know if I, 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 I have the courage to do that. You are, we've been given the courage. We just have to take it. But over the last few months, our hearts have been broken. 
our hearts have been challenged to go beyond, to allow God to be God in our lives, and we have seen him do the impossible. I want to share, share one of those things that happened uh, uh, just before we came down. I'm, I don't know, but I'm going on a, we're on a 9,000-mile tour through the U.S. Hallelujah. I'm like, hallelujah. 9,000 miles. And the thing that I had a big problem with, I <laughs> just thinking, uh, we need enough for gas because I don't want to get stuck in uh, Idaho. Uh, I shouldn't have said Idaho specifically because we were stuck in Idaho because something happened with our vehicle. <laughs> so, but I said that like on a Sunday morning, Sunday night, uh, we go to a friend's house that we haven't seen in a long time while we're doing a tour through BC. And we, I said, Lord, you know that you, you, you said for us to pray the impossible. Well, I pray that you do something so that you get the glory. That very night when we were leaving <laughs> his house, he goes, wait, I have a check for you. And the check was for $5,000. And I, I called him and said, thank you. Don't thank me, he said. Thank Jesus, because he spoke that to me. So I just want to say to you that the impossible is so possible in him. And it's, not, and it's an attitude of heart and mind saying, God, not my will be done, but your will be done. But I want all of who you are to flow through me at any given moment, so that the people's lives are touched and transformed. Before I say something else, I'm going to say this, that there's one time where I was spoken to one of my co colleagues or co-workers um, as a, sales per a salesman up, up in the oil patch, they call it, and I just felt I needed to share peace with her and just pray with her. So I just did that. Well, three weeks later, came back, and she calls me into the conference room, and she goes, how did you know to do that? I said, I didn't know how to do what I did because I just felt I needed to. She said, for the last year, I've had the most horrific headaches and demonic dreams that I've had. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't do anything. And when you prayed for me and said that, uh, and you left, I haven't had them since. And this is the coolest thing that I love. I didn't go praying for God. Lord, I pray for her headaches. I pray for her demonic dreams. She didn't say nothing. But as I was in that place, what was on me, Jesus that was on me, jumped on her, did what he wanted to do without my permission. <laughs> Just because he wanted to do it. And it rocked her life. Because it's like, wounded. Not like a place on our skin that scabs and then heals, but a place in our soul that's numb but still feels. Day, days, months, years of your life, this wound steals. It's like it was yesterday. It's so real. Wounded. We like to say that we're not, but we erect walls around X that marks the spot. The dull problem and pain that won't stop, no matter how many pills that are popped. Wounded. It's the lens through which we see our life, our world, distorts reality and keeps us from being the people that we want to be. But there's a cry in our heart, a cry to be free. Wounded. Yes you got a raw deal but please don't think your fate is now sealed there's a truth that's always been revealed no matter how big the wound any wound can be healed and there's the truth you may have received or maybe just assumed it but the truth that breaks the lie is that you don't have to live wounded so I want to say something to you is that Jesus always has our best interest in mind. Always. No matter what. 
that's something that needs to be etched on our hearts. No matter what, you have to know he has our best interest in mind. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3, it says, If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it's hidden only from people who are perishing. Satan, who is the god of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. See, we do not go around preaching ourselves. We preach Jesus Christ is Lord, and we ourselves are the servants of Jesus for Jesus' sake. Are your servants for Jesus' sake? For God who said, let there be light in darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we know the glory of God that is seen in the faith, face of Jesus Christ. So we now has, have this light shining in our hearts. How many have this light shining in our hearts? Come on, how many? Well, I want you to know, and I'm from here, I'm just saying, I, I'm just saying uh, to this, uh, we got to let it shine brighter. I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying to us that whoever you are, I don't care if you've been in church 150 years. Anybody? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Your light needs to shine brighter. I don't care of how much you think that you know from all the uh, Sunday school that you went through. If your light is not shining brighter, your light is not shining brighter. And so even as I come to you today, I'm just saying to us that we need to allow, we need God to work in our hearts to burn off all the things of this world, the, the, re, the rejection, the, um, the bitterness, the unforgiveness, the bitter root resentments, the um, discouragement, the fear, because that clouds the light. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay, this, this is, <laughs> I don't even know how I'm, there's different things that are happening, but we stopped at a rest stop just to a day and a half ago. I'm driving, I'm, I stopped, I feel I need to go, I'm going toward the bathroom, as, as I'm going through the bathroom, I, I had to go, and, um, and I felt the Lord go, uh, you're going to go, I have somebody here for you to, to, to minister to, so I'm going pretty fast to the bathroom, and I, then I said, oh, is it them, that couple right there, like, and all of a sudden, boom, a guy comes, he has a brace on his arm, because something exploded in his arm a few months ago, and I felt, and I just said, okay, I guess it's you. Hey, how you doing? What's your name? Can I pray for you? Because I had to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I pray with them, and then my kids, I look at, look out from the RV and say, mom, he's already praying for somebody already. And so I pray for him, and God just, just touches him so, it was just awesome. And then, uh, it was a little bit while before I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> but you know what? This is the cool thing. That God uh, w has people for us to meet at the most crazy places and times that will inconvenience us. But if we would just take some time, you'll see somebody's world rocked and see people touch for, for his glory. And it was just so, I mean, time after time, we were in Loveland, Colorado, driving through, and I just, we stop at the 7-Eleven place where they do gas. And I just, as we get there, a guy comes up there. He's all tatted up. And you could, I knew that he was involved in gangs. He'd been to prison twice. His cousin and his brother got shot. And while I'm talking about, what's your name? Joshua. Well, Joshua, that's my favorite uh, character in the Bible. We started talking. Then he said, then he talked about his mom. and said, your mom's been praying for you, praying for you, praying for you. And this is why this has happened today. I got to pray with him, got to direct him to Jesus. And it was powerful. 
Let your light shine. I'm telling you, when your light is shining, you can do anything. Fear bows. Courage comes up because you're not unlifeful for you anymore. You're in life for him. And this is a word for somebody. You need to get over yourself. And I say that with so much love because I know that I had to get over myself, my insecurities, my issues that stopped me from being able to be God's hands extended. Hmm. So, and I just love this part where it says this make that we are have the this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not from ourselves. I don't know about you, that pride had to die in my life and continues to. Because it's like it's so cool to see, look what we did, Lord. <laughs> look what he did. Look what he's doing. And so this is another thing. He is willing to do whatever it takes to see people come to him. Whatever it takes. He's not willing that any should perish. That means that in Oklahoma, Stillwater, Oklahoma, where there's a so much religion, you can cut it like a knife. Everybody is saved, but they're acting depraved. I tell you what, we have people that, I have run into people who can quote the Bible crazy more than me. They, they go into the apocrypha. And they are living in such debauchery and sin, but they have a, a, a reflection or def- uh, a shield that, that goes, I'm okay because I know. And they don't even realize that they're on their way to hell. And they're cutting off their lifelines because of their pride. And I'm saying this to us, even if we can get so comfortable in this place, in this safe place with the Father, God's Father's heart here, we can get so comfortable in this place and hide from the world when for this purpose was the Son of God manifest to destroy every single work of the evil one. That what's in, in you gets Christ in you, the hope of glory. And I'm telling you that some of us, we have lost our passion. What are you passionate about? I don't know. I'm passionate about watching TV. I can't pa- wait to pas- passionately watch that show again. Oh, did you hear that? Oh, my God, it's so good. When passion that God has placed in you has been dying. See, I need a reaction to the questions I'm asking. Do you have passion or are you just passing away? Come on, let's be real. Are you content to feel? Because to succeed, there's a price to pay. See, I'm fully aware that I'm confronting some fear, but I care, so please hear what I say. I don't know what happened or who stole your passion, but something needs to change today because you were not fashioned just to create and imagine, but to find and live your purpose and be passionate. See, this world is disarming. Without warning, you find yourself conforming to the status quo. And for those that don't know and go along with the show, 
They never reach their dreams, but they always reaching low, but not so I. I reach for the sky. I set my hat standards high because God's got to do something before I die. I got so much vision, I have to start casting it. I got goals and dreams because I'm passionate. See, I feel like I'm on fire with the burning desire to blaze up from the muck in the mire and reach higher. And even when I fall, and yes, I will fall, but with a deep inner cry, I'll rise. Even with blood in my eyes, nothing will stop me from the pursuit of my prize. I got so much passion, and I don't have to ration it, and I won't apologize for being passionate. Ah! And I'm telling you that even this moment, even at this time, I'm here. I, I, what I'm saying to you may not even, you may not even be able to understand completely with your mind, but I'm not speaking to your mind. I'm speaking to your spirit because your spirit needs to come alive. And then your mind will understand afterward when it's submitted unto the spirit where it needs to be anyway. But I speak to your spirit this morning because the people are dead or people are sleeping. And if you have the courage, even the, uh, the humility to admit to where your state is right now, and you'll be able to receive God's power, his presence, and his provision in your life. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you that God has more for you. I'm telling you that God, I mean, I came here before this uh, church was expanded, when there was just a concrete slab that was poured. So I came here before you see what you see. And now look what's happening. Some of you don't even know me. But yet the foundation has been laid. The friendship has been connected for me to be here this morning to speak to you. And, uh, and I just love it. There's another level that God, you're, that you're going up. I remember Pastor Dale. I love him. Uh, he was, it's like you could just see he had that father's heart as well. And under that, my brother and sister flourished. And it's so cool to see all this time later and how old we are. <laughs> You're older than me. Uh, woo! Whoa, 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 Lord, forgive oh Lord, forgive me. Wow, we gotta keep in the spirit. Um, but now I, what I see, I see that these, now God has placed them in a place. Where now he's, they're incubating the younger generation as they come up. But not only, the, not only the potential of the younger, but he wants to restore the past of the older because there's still purpose. You have purpose. I'm speaking that. You have purpose. You're not, you're, you, even though you may feel like you're uh, all alone, you, God, has, God has you here to mother God has you here to reach out, but if you don't allow those barriers and those walls, I love that song, I'm tearing down these walls, they're letting you inside. Because the only reason why we have walls is to protect us. Because we got stuff. But I tell you what, I just, I just tell you this, I just quickly, I, we just before we left on this tour, 9,000 miles, we thought we were crazy. I'm like, oh, I, I was, it was scarier for me to do this than it was to go to Kenya. Because I knew I was coming back if God so willing allowed me to. 
because it was crazy, but that's another story. Um, but it was just so interesting that just the night before we started, we get an email from a lady that we had ministered first three years ago, and then we just saw her again in D.C. She said, I needed to tell this story. I was abused in every way. I had three, four, three fathers in my life. I had made bad decisions over and over again. And it was only at age 30 or something like that that I just began to really open my heart to the Father's love. It was so hard. And you two were there. You came here to preach. And as you were preaching, you were preaching. And then all of a sudden you said, I just feel I need to talk to you. This girl, she said, I just need to talk to you. I want you to know that you're significant to God, that God knows you, loves you, and he has a plan for you, and you're not. Well, I don't know all the stuff because she knows. She felt the need to write us. And she said, it's three years now that I have put my faith and trust in him. And that I am no longer Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Believe that she's in. Believe that she's in good hands. Well, hmm. well, Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you, God, for our sister. Pray in the name of Jesus that you just be with her today, God. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. She's uh she's good. And I just want to say that it's been three long years, she said, that I've been living for the Lord, that I have put all my trust in him, and he has restored my life. And she said, keep doing what you're doing. So this moment in time here. I want you to know this, that our, the price that we pay for all the things that we go through and the things that you're going through even now is a, sm- is a small payment for the souls of mankind to be touched by God. And it goes like this. But we continue to preach because we, are the same ki- we have the same kind of faith the psalmist has said. I believe God, so I spoke. We know that God who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus and present us to himself together with you. All of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving, God, and God will receive more and more glory. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we do, uh, this is, this is the, if you don't hear any other word. So we don't look at uh, the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. Man. Wow. And so, I want to give you the gift that God gave me to give you. I, I don't know what, that, what it all means, what it will take, uh, what it, 
will happen in your life through this, but I know that God's given me something that I need to release to you because we need more of him. We need to understand even more of who he is. Like you said, I love what you said. God is, that's the way, different ways that we're living is not the way God would have us, but we accommodate it because of just the way life goes on, right? But we need to be free of that. So when I say you, I know some of you have been here, there, done that, you got the t-shirt and the button if you're, if you're that old. Ha <laughs> 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 Woo! But God wants to release the impossible in your life. I'm telling you, there's things, there's miracles that some of you have been waiting for has uh, been, been stopped. I believe there's people that God wants to open some wound, wombs, not wounds, but wombs. Um, there are others that God wants to, there's open doors. God wants to open eyes and he wants to open hearts. And uh, today... I'm here because God wants to awaken your life. And I listen, I didn't come here so that you can see what I do. I came here so that you can see, that you can be empowered to do what God's called you to do. So I'm very, very comfortable making you uncomfortable. Because it's for the glory. It's for the king. It's for our risen Savior. It's for those lost and dying and going to hell. It's not about us. We got stuff, but God's given us provision to get through everything. So if we don't take it, if we don't receive it, and I'm just here in my heart. Remember, he said that I love you, that I love people. My wife said that, so hear what I say. Because this is love also. If you don't take it and you keep living over and over in that cycle, because that thing is more comfortable to you than freedom, then you are pushing away the Holy Spirit and God's work in your life, and you have made a decision to live, keep living that out because of what, of that blanket or security that it has. Does that make sense? Huh? I know that's a hard thing to say, but I'm saying that we need to stop enabling ourselves to be disobedient to God. And I remember this statement that God gave me about a few years ago after I went through the crazy time. <laughs> he said, imagine being free from everything that keeps us from saying yes to God. Because we are positioned in our life sometimes by materialism, by our, our life is our family, and we think that's a big banner. But some of us hide behind our family saying that all these need, all the things that you can't take care of on your own anyway, that you need to be here to do this when God is saying, as I take, as you take care of my business, I will take care of yours. That is for someone today. That we have been, we have put a shrine around our families and to say, oh, we have, that we need to do this or such, but somebody in Africa said this to me. He said, you know what? I need to, I will take care of your family as, you know, he, what he said, he goes, he, uh, take care of your family and I'll, t- and I'll take care of mine. And as you take care of what he wants, because different ones, there's th- things that are being said to you that he wants you to do this. He wants to make, so- I'm telling you, there's somebody in this place where God's been going, it's like, been, 
it's time. And it's like you've been turning up the music or whatever even louder because you're like, la, 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 I don't hear you, I don't hear you. But yet he keeps on, he's so relentless because he loves you so much. He's not going to allow you just to just blow him off. God has a plan for you. And he wants to give you the faith to know that if he does it, he'll have it. it it'll, he'll work it out. And we're, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to give it to you. Here it goes. It's called the impossible. It goes, we will never see the impossible until we expect the impossible. We will never walk in the impossible until we commit to the impossible. We will never see the impossible until we attempt the impossible. And we will never get answers to the impossible until we pray the impossible. So today, we're going to pray the impossible. For those who can't hear and those who can't see, for those who can't smell and those who can't breathe, for those who can't walk and those who can't sleep, from those who can't move and those who can't conceive, and those with broken bodies that are filled with disease, those convinced by the doctor and what the facts say, God is the great physician and he can make a way. In the name of Jesus Christ, I speak to every sickness, disease, every devil, and every spirit of infirmity. Release these bodies in Jesus' name. For those who can't pay and those who can't settle, for those wrongfully accused and entrenched in legal battles, for those who can't find jobs no matter what they do, and those who are discouraged, hopeless, and confused, and those who are bitter and refuse to yield, and for those who are deceived and can't believe because they live by how they feel in the name of Jesus Christ. We speak to every obstacle, every curse. We pray every lie be exposed in every situation. We declare breakthrough, vindication, forgiveness, and reports of much-needed good news in Jesus' name. For those stuck in poverty, tormented and afflicted, for those uh, contemplating abortion and those in deep addiction, for those who are suicidal, homicidal, and stuck in a battle for survival, for those who are cheating on their spouses and those who've given up on their marriages and stopped trying, for those who are being abused and exploited and their hope of freedom is dying, for those who are backed into a corner and see no way out, let your faith arise and overcome the fear and doubt in the name of Jesus Christ. We speak to every spirit of addiction death, deception, hate, perversion, and rejection. We declare that you are defeated by the blood of Jesus and you must go back to where you came from. We declare your influence and power to control dead and broken in Jesus' name. It may seem impossible, it may feel impossible, but with God all things are possible. So we pray in faith, believing in the power of God to save. We stand on the rock in Jesus' name. We declare the impossible, the incurable, the insurmountable, the unattainable, the immovable, the hopeless, and the too far gone to give way, to yield, to submit to the authority and rule of Almighty God. And we believe the impossible is possible in Jesus' name. And so today, I come, we come here as God has blown us into this place, and we just, in, in Jesus' name, we speak life. 
we speak life, God. We pray that the dead things would arise in Jesus' name. The things that have any, haven't even been uncovered, the giftings, the talents in Jesus' name, God, that you've given them. God, let it come forth in Jesus' name. There's people here today that have walked in pro- pro- the prophetic, that have walked in gifts of miracles, in discernment, in tongues, and all those things that, that has been depressed, and you haven't walked in that for a long time. Is there anybody who I'm talking to today? Come on. Come on. Anyone? You thought that it is irrelevant now? Why even uh, uh, hear from the Spirit? <laughs> because I don't need all this anxiousness going on. I don't need all this stuff that gives me anxiety and stuff, but I'm telling you, God wants you to push past that anxiety because there's people that still need to see God be God. And I don't know about you, I'm not talking about that person out on the street, but you're the only one that I'm looking at. So that means God God wants to do it through you. In Jesus' name. I'm telling you, there's somebody in here that has a, it's like a three-quarter, uh, three-quarter away, you have written a book and you have it done about three-quarters. And you have stopped it because the enemy has fought you on every, every single um, uh, uh, way. And the Lord said, I'm giving you the power to push through in today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm telling you, I'm t- even now, let's stand up, please. How you doing, family? Ah. I want to speak to one other thing that's happening right there. Today, there's a couple of marriages that are further along in uh, being blown apart than you'd like to care to admit, but you know something's wrong. There's a couple of things that happen. You need God. You need to submit to God and also be able to ask for help because you can't do it alone. Look how far it's gotten you now. And so it's, it's what good is going to church and just playing the part and playing the part of heaven when it feels like hell at home. I'm speaking to, to people here that you, there's a, a wife that's been calling out to Jesus so hardcore for her husband. And the husband, you need to submit unto him and you need to repent. And there's hurts and bitternesses and stuff like that's getting away in your obedience. And some of you need to repent and just give it to the Lord and just open your heart, tear down the walls and let him come inside. Because he desires, the, his, he has your best interest in mind and it's not his will for your family to be blown apart. You hear what I'm saying? Huh? And... So it's like it's not for us to point at anybody because I think all of us have our own stuff to deal with. <laughs> we have our own things that need to be calibrated so that we, we can walk out what God's called us to. Amen? So, Father, in Jesus' name, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you for this uh, solemn and opportunity, Lord God, to just be here. And, Father, I thank you for the lives of people that are being touched. And now, if that's you, if for anything that I've said, uh, you feel like God is wanting to revive or I want you to deal with some of that stuff that's keeping you from walking in obedience to him, if you f- feel that battle happening, I just want you to raise your hand. Come on. Come on. 
See, right now there's a battle with fear that somebody's dealing with right now. If I walk forward, what's going to happen? It's like I, I don't. It's like the enemy's voices are so big. In the name of Jesus, I command every devil and spirit of discouragement and fear to be bound and to be uh, submit to the authority of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I command every chain to be broken. Bam! That you allow people's feet to be loosed to walk out of the rut that they've been in. I'm telling you, God, I thank you for the powering of your Holy Spirit today. And so, Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for the privilege of being on the Awaken Life Tour. I don't know who it is, but you do. And you have touched their heart today. And I say, in the name of Jesus, arise. 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 In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God, from the youth to the older generation, and to the middle generation. Father, in Jesus' name, have your way, Father. In the name of Jesus. And I just want you to say, in Jesus' name, I open my heart to you, Lord. Do what you want to do. Because I want to do what you want me to. So I give you my hands, my heart, and my giftings, and everything that you've given me, I offer to your service. Use me as you will, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much.